0: Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome friends, this is Peter Herbeck, your host, and today we're going to celebrate the conversion of St. Paul. We've been looking at 1 Corinthians over the last couple of weeks, touching on elements from the first couple of chapters, and I want to touch on a little bit of that today from chapter 2 a little bit more. And then look at Acts chapter 26, which is one of the Paul's uh, descriptions of his conversion. really dramatic scene. It's it's beautiful. It's worth reading the whole thing. I won't be able to read the whole thing today, but touch on some of the key elements. Lord, we thank you so much for the life of St. Paul and for the apostles and their radical witness to you. Uh, We thank you for the teaching that you put on their heart through the anointing of the Holy Spirit that comes to us. Lord, we pray that we might walk in their footsteps and radically respond to you as they did and be docile to your Holy Spirit. St. Paul, we ask that you pray for us, pray for the church, pray for Pope Francis and all the bishops in the world today. Pray for all the brothers and sisters in, uh, in the church that we might have the kind of radical fidelity, loyalty, love, passion, zeal that characterized your life. Come Holy Spirit. We left off yesterday in uh, chapter 2 of First Corinthians and Paul is talking about the wisdom that was hidden for ages that has now come to the human race, to those who open their hearts to that wisdom that's communicated through the life, passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And that wisdom is God sending forth his son for the salvation of the world. And through love and humility on the cross, his death on the cross, Jesus destroys the whole reality of the kingdom of darkness, brings it down, disarms the principalities and powers, as St. Paul says in another place, and he reveals the kingdom. He reveals God the Father. He reveals the origin, meaning, and destiny of human life. And he's raised and he ascends to the right hand of the Father and he pours out the Holy Spirit. And he brings us new life in the Holy Spirit. Literally, we're born again as Christians come to receive through the foolishness of what is preached. Jesus' death on the cross, the salvation of sin, the love of God revealed. And then we receive the Holy Spirit through repentance and baptism and humility. And then Paul tells us, we've received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is from God that we might understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. Paul reminds us at different times you know, in, in his letters, don't you know, like, test your faith. Have you forgotten that you're a dwelling place of God, that Jesus Christ dwells in you, that you're a temple of the Holy Spirit? The precious reality is not only the act of what Jesus accomplished, but the result of it, which is the outpouring of the Spirit, which is new life which is sharing in the divine life, God's life, and dwelling in us. And we receive now wisdom. That's not the wisdom of the Greeks or or the limited wisdom even of the rabbis and others, but this is the wisdom of God given to us through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit helps us understand the gifts of God that we've been given. And he imparts, he said, and we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, But taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who possess the spirit. Paul knew that there's a different wisdom than the one he relied on. And man, did he have wisdom, right? He was highly respected, you know, top of the food chain among rabbis at his time, understood the law inside and out. But now he was sent forth to communicate the folly of what was In the cross, communicated in the cross of Jesus Christ. And so it brought him to the point where we see in chapters 25 and 26 of the Acts of the Apostles, Paul's arrested and he comes before Festus, who then communicates with King Agrippa and Bernice. And Festus wants the king to hear Paul to get some clarity on what he ought to do about Paul and to just see the situation. Paul is brought before... It's described actually in verse 23. Let me read it to you. This entourage that Paul faces and he's standing alone. Chapter 25, verse 23. So the next day, Agrippa and Bernice came with great pomp and they entered the audience hall with the military tribunes and the prominent men of the city. Then by command of Festus, Paul was brought in. And Festus said, King Agrippa and all who are present with us, you see this man about whom the whole Jewish people petitioned me, both at Jerusalem and here shouting that he ought not to live any longer. I found he's done nothing deserving death. And then at beginning of chapter twenty six. King Agrippa says to Paul, You have my permission to speak for yourself. Then Paul stretched out his hand and made his defense. There's a lot here to this defense. It's really worth reading. Picture yourself. Here's some Lexio Divina. Great opportunity to be standing there with Paul or standing with the entourage, you know, the Agrippa, just to put yourself in that situation and then read the words and imagine the drama and ask the Holy Spirit to help you see and take out of it. But the culmination of Paul's testimony before King Agrippa He's talking about he's on the road to Damascus, and he's sent there, and he's literally going to arrest those who are preaching Christ. And he said, on the way, he said, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It hurts you to kick against the goads. This is such an amazing revelation, this line. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? This voice is saying, right? To persecute these people, these, you know, unfaithful Jews who are now talking about this Messiah who was crucified, false teachers in their own right. Paul's persecution, Paul's arresting of them and treatment of them is somehow persecution of God himself, of the Lord. It hurts you to kick against the goads. And I said, who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Imagine, that that's an amazing revelation. Jesus is so united to his people. Literally, he dwells in us, literally remembers of his body. If we could just see ourselves as Jesus sees us, no matter what situation we're living in, in the circumstances of our life, it would so elevate our sense of self-respect And give us a sense of dignity that the Lord, that really is part of who we are. Paul goes on in verse 16, or Jesus saying to Paul, excuse me, but rise and stand upon your feet. For I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you, to serve and to bear witness to the things in which you have seen me and in those which I will appear to you, delivering you from the people and from the Gentiles to whom I now send you to open their eyes that they may turn from darkness to light and from Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins in a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. So that there's just so much to this beautiful description, Paul says, of his encounter with Jesus and his calling, his commissioning from Christ. The first thing the Lord says is, rise and stand upon your feet. You know, all of us are called in baptism and confirmation to be witnesses to Christ. We are now full members of the body of Christ. We are baptized into relationship with the Lord. We're united with him. We're sent by him. We belong to him. And each one of us is an apostle, small a, a sent one. Imagine the Lord saying to you, but rise and stand upon your feet. We may not be laying prostrate before the Lord on the road to Damascus. We might be just sitting in our lazy boy, distracted or wherever we are. And the Lord is saying to you and to me, rise and stand on your feet. I have come to you. Have appeared. He's saying I've appeared to you for this purpose, but he's come to us for a purpose, each and every one of us. We've all been appointed to serve and to bear witness to what we've received. We are witnesses to the reality and the majesty of Jesus, and the love of God, and the reality of the forgiveness of sins, and the the new creation, new humanity. And all these things Jesus said to Paul that you've received from me and what I will show you. I simply want you to communicate what you've been given. And then he said, I will deliver you from the people and from the Gentiles. God is delivering him to fulfill the mission. The Gentiles, the very people to whom Paul has been sent. And he says in verse 18, and this is the the fundamental call, and this is a great description of what it means to become a Christian or what the, the mission of proclaiming the gospel is all about. It's not just to encourage people. It's not just to make people feel good about who they are. You know, the central reality of the gospel is not simply God loves you and has a plan for your life. Now, that's true, but it's not the core message that is communicated, and it doesn't communicate the condition of the human race and what God has come to rescue us from, but we see it right here in Paul's commission. Paul's been sent to open their eyes so we can see the truth. To open our eyes. And how does that happen? Through the proclamation of the gospel. Open our eyes so we can see. You know, Jesus said to people who thought they were wise, you're blind. You're totally blind. You do not see. You don't see the truth. And all the wise men of the age that we're running after, even in our own time, the creators of all the big technology and the new financial methods and the And the, you know, the global reset and all the big answers of what's, what's happening in the future and how they're going to save the world. There's no ultimate wisdom in any of it. There's no true light that brings life that the Lord's talking about here. Come to open their eyes. Why? That they might turn from darkness to light. You who walked in darkness have seen a great light. The human race is born into darkness, into spiritual combat, enslavement to the kingdom of darkness. But a great hope has come. The light has shown. They need to move from point A to point B. The church's mission is not simply just to go out and affirm everybody where they're at and to celebrate, you know. We're called to say, to invite people from darkness to light. And then he says, from the power of Satan to God. This is the biblical anthropology and understanding of the human condition. In darkness, under the power of Satan, needing to be brought into the light of God's truth and life. He said, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Those who are sanctified, set apart by God, through believing and trusting and abandoning themselves to Jesus, entering the church through baptism, those are the ones that are with God. They're with Him. Why? Because their sins have been forgiven. And they've said yes to God. They've received the offer of salvation. They've humbled themselves. And God Himself in Jesus, in baptism, in hearing the Kerygma, the gospel, brought them out of darkness into light, out of slavery into freedom out of the grip of the devil, into the hands and the heart of God the Father through the forgiveness of sins. This is the very essence of the church's mission right here, friends. And there's so much we can learn from that because we're called to participate and participate in that communication of bringing people to the same life and light. God bless you, friends. Have a wonderful day. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth, would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.